Before we hop in with our incredible guest here on the Championship Leadership Podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit real quick about my world class, Unleash the Leader Within Experience, a four-day experience that is built to give you momentum in life that will create the movement that will allow you to go out and accomplish goals and outcomes that you have felt like are mountains, like mountains that are almost impossible to overcome. Unleash the Leader Within, you go through this experience, all of the different modalities are strategically put in place to help you to become the person today that will allow you to become the person that you want to be tomorrow. All about creating a life that you love. And we do that in many different ways. We've had incredible results from hundreds of clients that have come through in the last four years that we've been running Unleash the Leader Within. And so if you want to create a new operating system for yourself, if you want to have a level of certainty that would have people respond to you at a much higher level as a leader, inside of your life and you want to go out and have results that like i said you thought at one point were insurmountable and you want to turn mountains into molehills inside of your life and create a life that is unrecognizable take what feels like the impossible and make it possible then go to www.natebailey.org forward slash ulw Let's go! In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, baby I we're back with the panda man and uh yeah we we had a first we had a part one i guess we'll say we'll probably i don't know if we'll split this into two or we'll just put it into one but either way we'll continue the conversation uh that we started here last week um i don't remember even where we left off but uh i just got your book that you talked about and uh i know i sent you a message about that and peruse through it essentially i wanted to get to the good stuff like what's the it's all good stuff right but the panda diet and what that is and so what maybe uh explain to us a little bit about what the panda diet is and how you got into the fasting world and all of that so you get to where you are today yeah i'll start with how i got into fasting it was uh 2014 i was coming off a really bad knee injury and you know, to the point where I wasn't sure, you know, the function, the future functionality of my leg was in jeopardy. Oh, wow. 
So I said, you know what? I'm going to compete again. So I hadn't competed since 2008 in bodybuilding. So now coming into 2014, I'm researching. I'm about, you know, reading all the time. I'm about eight weeks out from the contest. And I'm reading something by this author, Lyle McDonald, who I learned a lot of nutrition stuff from. And he's talking about stubborn fat cells, right? For men, it's typically our, our abs, lower abdomen, love handles. For women, it's typically the glutes and the thighs. And that's a real thing? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And if you ever so, here, here's the, the test with it. Like the what makes it stubborn, right? If we look at the phases of fat loss, mobilization, transport, utilization. So you got to get the blood in. That's step one, mobilization. Stubborn fat cells, it's a different type of fat cell receptor, alpha receptor. And it's it's a very poor blood supply. So if you ever take your hand and put them on those parts of your body, you'll feel that yeah. they're cold touch. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that, like if I touch my love handle area, it's definitely colder than the front of, for me than the front of my belly. So you can especially tell that like in the wintertime, you know, up here northern in Minnesota, Wisconsin, where I grew up, it gets super cold. And yeah, if you've been outside for a long time when it's really cold, those are definitely the coldest areas. Yeah. 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 So so you can't lose that fat, really, if you can't get the blood in there. So what he had stated in his book, you know, based on studies he was highlighting, was the only way to increase flat uh, blood flow to those areas is through fasting. So immediately I switched to like a 16, like most people call it intermittent fast, a 16 yeah. next day. And I was still very, you know, controlling my calories and all that. I noticed immediately that it was much easier to, to diet this way. Okay. And I did that for about five years, you know, anywhere between a 16, sometimes a one meal a day. And then in 2019, we were having a fat loss contest, you know, the staff at the gym, at my gyms. And I said, right, let me dive back in here, you know, try to hang with these young guys, yeah. dive back, do some research, read some books, study. And I started doing a longer form fasting, you know, 48, 72. So pretty much that, that first summer. 90% of that summer, if you look at weeks, I did a 72-hour fast. So I learned a ton. Body changed dramatically. And I would mind you, I was always watching what I would eat. I would always train. So then at the end of 2019, right before the, the virus craziness, I got the flu or something really bad, man. They tested me for the flu. This is December. And I was like in rough shape. My wife, we had a newborn. She's like, oh, you're staying in the bedroom. So I stayed in there for a few days, but in that period of time, I took my notebook out and said, okay, how do I put together what I did so I can teach this to people, you know, yeah. make this, and I jotted my notes down and came up with like, you know, the book outlined the Panda Diet and the Panda Challenge, you know, which is a six week or now it's five week program that I run for people where I teach them long form fasting. So that's really what it came from, you know, and, and the, the Black Panda one version of my fasting is what I usually recommend people to start on. It's a 48 hour fast followed by one meal a day. Yeah. So we go into, uh, we go into that, you know, I kind of laid a structure out. Here's the best foods to eat from, but you don't have to worry about counting your calories, none of that stuff. Yeah. You just plan, you're affecting insulin, you're becoming more insulin sensitive. And that's really how all the magic happens. Yeah. So the, when you hit that one meal, it's, I mean, obviously, like you say, you want it to be good quality foods, but it doesn't really matter to you how much or what it is, essentially. You have a lot more leeway when you eat like this. So, meaning if you want to go out and have pizza and fries with your buddy, whatever, you know. But, yeah. So, when you're home, 
Like when you're at your home base, the structure I like is you start with fruit, as much as you want, whatever you want, whatever kind. Then you go to your feast, your, your main meal, which is anything that came from the earth. If you want to have your animal protein with that, you do it. And I'd be like, tonight I'll have like this soaked oatmeal recipe. I'll have that for dessert. And eat until you're full. Like I have a voracious huge eater. And you can't overeat doing this, what I teach. You might feel like you do. You might feel stuffed sometimes. Yeah. But you're optimizing where the calories are going. You're optimizing that, you know, that insulin sensitivity, getting back to baseline much quicker. So there, there is a little bit of a structure as far as what I like to do typically. But what I find over time, Nate, is that people really like eating like this. Once their taste buds come back online, they don't really seek out the junk as much. Take a quick pause here inside of this incredible interview that you are listening to, to let you know about my 100 mile mindset audio book. If you would like a copy for free, you just have to send me a quick email at nate at coachnatebailey.com, or you could send me a private message. I'm all over the place on social media at coach Nate Bailey, Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. You can even find me on the new social media app out there threads through Instagram. But if you would like the free 100 mile mindset, so you could create a 100 mile mindset for yourself based on my experiences, my lessons learned from being an ultra marathon runner, shoot me a message. I'll, I'll send it to you for free. Yeah. So typical week for you, what does it look like? Typical week. So I'm on my 48-hour fast right now. Yeah, I do that weekly. Sometimes I do longer. I'll challenge myself and do different things. So I'll break that tonight. So I finish eating Sunday night. Uh, then I eat tonight. I break fast Tuesday night. You know, training twice a day throughout that. And then I'll eat one meal a day the rest of the week. And so on average, I'm eating six meals a week. Yeah. I've been doing that for wow. half years now. For how many? Four and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. How does that, how does that uh, fit with like your family? Obviously they must be yeah. supportive of it, but could that be a challenge for you? No, because the only, like the kids, you know, my wife doesn't eat breakfast or lunch either. Most of the time, you know, I couldn't tell you the last time she ate a breakfast and the kids now being in school. Right. So now it's only like one dinner a week with Monday nights where I'm not eating with them. But like last night we sat down I sit down with them, we pray, we, we go over to school day, you know, so we're still together. Yeah. So it's, it's really doesn't impact it at all. Yeah. You know, and I, I picked the reason I scheduled it like that Sunday to Tuesday is usually Monday for most people is a low social day, you know, starting the week out. You know, I, I keep Mondays pretty busy. I have some coaching sessions Monday nights. And now we go on vacation or something, I give myself the freedom to have, you know, do whatever I want. But over yeah. the years, Last couple of years, I find that I don't even like eating lunch. Right. Yeah. I just don't, you know? Yeah. 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 I can see that for sure. So you, I know in your book, you mentioned, so you don't eat a lot of animal products. Is that right? Yeah. So on average, I would guesstimate, you know, I haven't tracked in a long Which time. Which is a but, bit surprising to me, by the way. Yeah. But. Yeah. I haven't. I mean, I, I haven't. For years, I, I weighed everything, measured everything. So I got a real good eyeball for this stuff. But on, on the average week, between, let's say, two and 300 grams of protein a week, I'll eat of animal protein. And as of late, I actually cut that down because some of my blood work I got back. Since I'm a teenager, my, my filtration rate of my kidneys has been low. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to improve that, right? And, and all the research I've done on that is you got to cut down on animal protein. So it's probably less than that now. 
past couple of weeks, I'm probably doing 100 to 150 grams of animal protein a week. You know, I hold plenty of size, 230 pounds, single digit body fat. Um, so it's more like a lot of the stuff I teach, what I found. And I, I've been at the point where I was, when I was bodybuilding, I was eating three to 400 grams of protein a day. Yeah. I don't even week now. And I really focus on the micronutrients, like what is in the food, not the macros. Like, and that's why fruit to me is like the king. Load okay. up on, I'll put nuts in there, whatnot. Like tonight, we'll do fish. You know, she'll make salmon. I love having a burger. I love having steak. You know, so I'm not, you know, I always look at habits. What well, can you form a habit yeah. around? I want to give that stuff up completely. So I'm not going to, but that's, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at, man. Uh, so how much protein do you eat? A how week? much? A week? Yeah. yeah. Dude, uh, since I've cut back the past couple weeks, it's, let's say, between 150 and 200 a week. Grams? Grams, yeah. Yeah, we got people, like, everybody's telling, yeah, even my, uh, the guy I'd been working with for a year, so it was like 200 a day. Yeah, it's way overkill, man. And again, I come from a bodybuilding background. Yeah. You know, so I just wow. keep my research I do. It's you like, don't have to worry about losing muscle. Obviously, no. I mean, I can, no, I see you. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, that's the thing, muscular man. Muscular dude. Performance is off the charts. I hold a lot of muscle. Uh, body comp is right where I've always wanted it, you know, which is That's funny. so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and there's protein within plants and stuff. We've been, a lot of stuff we've been told in nutrition is not correct, right? Mm -hmm. And won't explore and try this stuff on themselves to yeah. see that, hey, this actually, you don't need all this protein, right? And yeah. the lady, I think it was in the 60s or 70s, the lady that had come out and said, look, if you're eating uh, incomplete proteins, doesn't have all the essential amino acids, you have to combine them to get, she later came out and said, I completely made that up. She goes, it sounded good, but I had nothing to back that oh, up. Wow. It's not yeah. founded. People take it and run yeah. with it, yeah. you know? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah I, uh, so, and what, yeah, what about, what? what's your thought on supplements? Although I think I know the answer. <laughs> well, like vitamin D3 is a big one. You gotta yeah. be on where we live, you know, you in Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Me over here, you know, New Jersey. So D3 is huge. Magnesium, zinc, I'm big into. Uh, creatine, great for brain health. You know, salt, if you consider that a supplement, you know, sodium is huge, like Celtic sea salt. Other than that, those are, those are you know, your basics, some of your micronutrients. You're obviously not pounding protein shakes. Obviously. Oh, man. I always say shakes are fakes, man. Or thought, what? Shakes are what? Shakes are for fakes. Yeah. You know, I love it. You're getting, you know, I prefer eating your calories, you know, to get yeah. them in. And if you look at whey protein, like, again, I used to do a ton of that when I was bodybuilding. But back in 2007, I did two shows that year. And I was having these GI issues, you know, wound up being psychosomatic stuff. But I remember for that show, I said, okay, I'm not doing any shakes. Yeah. And that was the best year of competing I ever did. And I didn't supplement with any protein. It was just all yeah. natural got shredded, held a lot of muscle. Then I was like, what is it? Like, do you actually need this stuff? You know, I started questioning everything that I'm like, what, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like, uh, and it's kind of the way is usually like the leftover garbage from when you're producing, is you it? know, ease. <laughs> yeah. Like if you actually look into what it is, it's like, how can this be good for you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like milk, like pasteurized milk, the heating process destroys the protein, the uh, nature. Yeah. So this is why if you're going to have milk, we like we i'm not a huge fan but we prefer almond milk over pasteurized milk but we're going to start getting raw milk again you can't buy it here in new jersey so i have a yeah. farm that's separate 
It's not pasteurized. Much better for your body. And even that, there's a lot of people that have issues with any type of milk, but um, it's the heating process that destroys the protein molecules. So even when you eat animal protein, when you heat yeah. it above or whatnot, you denature the protein. Your body will almost look at it as its foreign invader. So if you look at when people have food allergies, it's always to a protein. Mm. Almost always. Wow. Yeah. People aren't lactose intolerant. It's the protein within the milk. And I've tested this on clients that were lactose intolerant. Gave them to their, you know, they wanted to do it. A pint of raw milk. Drank it completely fine. Well, if they yeah. had run into the bathroom. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So you said uh, you said something too about the fruit that I'd read a book a while ago. It's an older book. Uh, I don't know if you know who Jesse Isler is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jesse so that's was what the fruit, fruit before noon. Nothing about fruit before noon, right? And and that yeah. was based on this book that I read. Yeah. What, you, do you know what the book's name is? Uh, I I have it. I haven't read it yet. I just you got to live, live to eat, something like that. Harvey yeah. uh, Diamond or something is his doctor. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was, I think he's kind of been, uh, you know. There's a lot of haters out there for him, but Jesse's like swears about it. He's like, I don't know. I read this book. I have, I've been doing it for like 20 years or whatever. Like I don't need anything but fruit before noon. And when I read the book, like it, uh, how he explained everything made total sense to me. And it's kind of, and I think it kind of falls in line with what you were saying about eating your fruits first as well. It's exactly actually where yeah. summer of, Maybe the, the spring of 19, when I, I've been through a few of Jesse Hitzler's courses and I listened to the interview with his doc, you know, I think he's passed now, but I think it was Harvey Diamond. Yeah, correct. that sounds right. That's where I got the fruit from. I heard him talk okay. about it. Okay. And, you know, took it, researched it, uh, just got the book recently. Okay. It is where he replayed that interview. Mm -hmm. uh, where I got that from, man, it was like, like you said, it made perfect sense. Got you. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what made me think about it. So, uh, I, I kind of figured there was a correlation there. Um, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. I'm, I, I do some ultra running, I don't know, walking, uh, I'm doing a hundred mile race here in Miami this weekend. So I'm not going to do, I'm not going to start the Panda diet this week, but, uh, um, but I'm excited to, when I get back to, and I've done some fasting, intermittent fasting, I've done the last couple of years, two, three years, I've done a five-day five, five day fast uh, nice. once a year. Like, I don't know, the autophagy, is that how they say it? Auto, auto, yeah. Autophagy. Yeah. Um, and so that was a, that's always been a little bit of a unique experience. Um, but I always feel great after, of course. Uh, but yeah, and then what you said something in the book as well. It was like, you know, for people that have a lot of, lots of, of weight to lose and a lot of us do right like a lot of people have at least like you said on average probably 25 pounds to lose and uh how most people will recommend four to five pounds is like a healthy rate of weight loss a month and you're like why would you want to do that like why yeah. wouldn't you want to do it faster and i'm like yeah why wouldn't you want to do it faster like and i think everyone does want to do it faster and then you're like do the 48 hour fast then you said one meal a day right at, at one meal once you hit two pounds and you just keep repeating that cycle. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah a lot of people, some people I have used a scale like that where they're testing. Okay. Did it, you know, my, my really overweight, you know, like obese people, sure. the people that don't have as much to lose, usually if they ride out like the black panda at 48, one meal a day, yeah. they just cruise man. And it's not linear. Like, you know, they'll have dropped and it might, 
stay or then sure. boom, drop. It has a compounding effect too, what I found over, you know, me doing it for so long now. Like the first summer I did it, I was at 250 when I started. Now I'm 225. That's what I dropped down to that first summer. But I'm, yeah. I'm even at 225. So you yeah. keep hitting hormone buttons, insulin, growth hormone spikes, all this stuff, glucagon goes up. And you do that day after day after day. It, it compounds, man. It adds up. Yeah. So 48 hours, a typical week for you. And then the rest of the week is one meal a day. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for example, this past Sunday, it was my son's birthday. So once there's probably less than less than 10 times a year now where I'll eat twice in a day, even yeah. on my just because again, I don't feel as good. Yeah. But he wanted to do bagels. Right. So I said, OK, so my wife got me some like power bagels and all that. And I did a 13 mile run before that. So I had a couple bagels with, with eggs. So I did a little bit of protein. Um and then I ate dinner that night, but uh, that's rare. So on yeah, average, if you yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, I'll report back, man. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's, let's change the topic here a little bit. Oh, bodybuilding real quick. And you done with that? You done with the sport of bodybuilding? Yeah. yeah I haven't competed since that show, man. 2014. I did seven shows. I always said if I was going to do it again, maybe when the kids are a little bit older. You know, so they could kind of just uh, experience the experience. Yeah, more yeah, yeah. What I'm doing. See so you go through that process too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I haven't written off, and I would use what I teach now. I would use that to get ready, which I think would be much easier to get ready for the show. Yeah. You definitely got to show up with that beard. I've I've seen some of your pictures without it. I almost don't recognize you. I'm like, <laughs> who's that dude? <laughs> it's like, well, who is that? It's funny, but I started growing this in uh, 2020, right around COVID. Okay. I don't feel like it's a part of me, man. I'm yeah, like, it is. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's talk uh let's talk Bigfoot, man. I, oh yeah. You're you're a believer. Yeah, dude. I was actually just looking up some new not new, but Bigfoot books I don't have. <laughs> yeah. So I well, I grew up in in northern Wisconsin, like I said, and I think there was like a Where's Bigfoot show or something like that. Yeah. And uh that you know, they came and like looked for Bigfoot in my area where I grew up uh, as one of the episodes, but yeah. Talk to me about this. What's I would love to believe that there's Bigfoot and I believe that there for sure was at one point, right. Uh, something, but yeah, tell talk, talk yeah, to so, me. Enlighten I, me. Yeah. Man, it's, I, it's totally intriguing. Yeah, dude. Since I was a kid, like this is funny too, by the way. So this is my Bible right here. You know, yeah. I got a big uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Your> picture. <laughs> Sasquatch. Yeah. On the front. I love it. Since I was a kid, I just loved all that stuff, man. So I would always watch that stuff. I'd talk to my grandfather about it. I would, uh, you know, be into the alien aliens. Like I knew about Roswell, New Mexico, probably before I was 10 years old. Just, you know, I was always intrigued by this stuff. And then with Bigfoot, probably like 10 years ago, I, I re rediscovered my passion for it, right? It was weird. I was like studying like yeah. uh, big cat sightings in New Jersey. And, like okay. people this, they do it, they're not they're not this far east and even now there's a lot of sightings of them but then i was like oh somehow it led me back down the bigfoot trail and i mean i've watched so many videos of it i've read probably 10 books on it you know i've been to bigfoot presentations i'm actually going out to montana con in two weeks to 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 they go over bigfoot bigfoot sightings. oh really yeah yeah so i'm going out there for that 
and Montana you know, con. That sounds kind of cool, actually. That kind of UFOs and uh, yes, uh, man. So I'm like, you know what? I'm there, man. So I'm going out for that. You know, there's another seminar I'm going to right before that's at the same hotel. My coach scheduled like that because he's into it as well. Okay. But if you look at research, you look at DNA samples with hair, you look at like there's been so many findings, right? That to me, in, in so many videos, right? If you look at the, the most famous one is the Patterson Gimlin film. When, you know, when people analyze that film, they said, listen, back in the 60s, we don't even have that technology to make a suit like that now, the way it bends, the way it forms around the muscles, the angle of the leg bend. So I believe just like most conspiracies, this knowledge is hidden from us intentionally. Because think about yeah. this. If people knew that Bigfoot existed, what would that do to everything they've ever been taught? They would question everything. Yeah. The whole paradigm would be you know, blown up. You yeah. know, it, yeah. it would... And so now it goes, okay, what is Bigfoot? Is it an ape? I don't believe it's an ape at all. So uh -huh. there's different theories that I have, right? In the, in yeah. the Bible, it talks about beasts of the field, you know, the Nephilim, the giants. And we, yep. we have for sure. We covered. So when you look at it, man, different. Have you heard the stories of the giants in the caves of Afghanistan, by the oh, way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's tough. It's like, what? Dude, six fingers, six toes. Yeah. It's, it's like great. Special Oldest. operators like running into them. Yeah. All this stuff, man. And they never heard of it again. They took them away, right. and that was, it. you yeah. know, and it's, there's, I believe, what we think we know. And what we've been, it, we've been told a narrative to not question anything like that, you know, and this opens up in, in whether people believe it or not, if at least if you question this stuff and you start thinking about it, you have flexibility in your thinking, you yeah. start thinking about the box. Yeah. Okay. What is actually possible? Right. But all these sightings that have been, and, and this guy, Lloyd Pye, I'll send you, he's got a great presentation. They actually killed him because he was onto stuff like this. Oh, really? and, uh, yeah. He had a lot of stuff. He was research man, but one of his presentations is, like basically everything you think you know was wrong, yeah. right? It's, I'll send it to you. But his theory, and this kind of connected with me, he was talking about within that presentation where Bigfoot was native to this planet or this part of the world, whatever. Because now the world, right? There's I read books on the world. What is yeah. the actual shit? All this stuff, right? Yeah. And so it goes, you go down a rabbit hole and then you start saying, well, how do I actually know this stuff? But so Bigfoot, what he was saying, if I recall correctly, was native to here. We were, quote unquote, aliens put here from, yeah. you know, a, a master race. And the, in, in his video, he talks about that's why we can supposedly only use 10% of our brain. So we didn't have the power yeah, of becoming okay. kind of go our own way. But that, you know, he, you go into it and he kind of breaks it down like that. Like Bigfoot was native to here. And now if you look at, like one of the one, one uh video I was listening to recently, this guy has a great channel. Uh, goes into all he gets is Bigfoot sightings, and he re reports them, reads the emails. Because okay. people, they like hunters, will say to me, "Well, why hasn't he been captured on on footage, on game on game trails?" Yeah, I was just gonna ask that. Yeah, so he goes over this. This guy, he goes there. They were in Afghanistan. Actually, there was there was op, uh, army uh, operation going on there in a helicopter. So this, this soldier sent in this account. He goes, we're out in the field. These things exist all over the world. It's not just here. You know, it's not just in, in North America. Yeah. Ames, right? And yeah. he's flying in the helicopter, and like two miles out, they spot a Bigfoot in the field. It's wide open. You can't hide. Uh -huh. And he the scope of the gun, you know, the laser dot on the Bigfoot. So Bigfoot was facing the other way. Yeah. And 
soon as he shined it on Bigfoot, Bigfoot turned and went like this. So meaning he could sense these things can sense these infrared rays in these beams, these lights, you know, uh, radio mm -hmm. ultraviolet type of. So that would make sense. Then why they've never been called on the game trail? They can sense this stuff. They might be able to see stuff. You know, they have uh, sometimes they say they can make supersonic noises. They have supersonic healing. It, it's and if you look, if you look at like if you go where you live, you might know even more. But if you look at the Canadian Rockies, the Canadian wilderness, there is so much up there that is unexplored, right? It's it's yeah, unbelievable for sure. I'm unexplored. So yeah, I definitely am a believer, man. Uh, I, I I geek out on that stuff. I, I love, love it. it. I love watching uh, footage and, and sightings, and um, there's some really good people on YouTube that break that do film yeah. analysis and they break down. I'm always interested in that kind of stuff for sure. Yeah. What about uh that? The UFO stuff, the aliens, the UAPs, you've been tied into that too? So, uh, you know, be, be, I'm, I've got a real good gut with this stuff, man. So the stuff that they're talking about is is a distraction. Do yeah. I, I definitely that stuff. But this is, they've been wanting to play this alien card for one agenda or another to create this, you know, this, this is how this stuff all ties together, right? They, they can yeah. use it to manipulate. But if they want this one world government, a new world order, right? What better than to say, okay, either use aliens as a distraction or look, we're going to be attacked by this alien race. We all need to come together under one government, one monetary system, one world yeah. order, order, one military. So that's what they're using it for. But I don't definitely believe like in Roswell, all that stuff. I believe. Have yeah, you heard? Been, have you listened to Dr. Greer at all? Uh, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a show on. Uh, documentary. Have, you, have you ever checked out Sean Ryan's podcast? Uh, yeah. Online show? Yeah. So Dr. Greer was on there recently and it was like three hours of him just blowing my mind. Like just, he was the conversation he was saying, the things he was talking about, like Roswell, but then he was talking about, he's like Roswell's like old news. He's like, there's like this one underground base in Utah. It's like 1300 square miles underground. He's like, that's what he's like. We have our own, you know, vehicles that we've created and, you know, half the sightings that you see are because they want you to see them because it's not actually unidentified. They're actual legit. Um, I believe that, uh, you know, machines that they built themselves from that technology that they've recovered. <clears throat> and he's just going, through, it's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I would, I, I'll shoot you the link to that. If you haven't listened to it, I think you'd. Yeah. Yes, you did over. Crazy. Have you heard of a uh, Skinwalker Ranch? Yeah. Well, then the guy that owns Skinwalker was on Sean Ryan's show uh, recently as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, he was blowing my mind too with some of the Dude. stuff. You know, I had heard of it before he bought it, and then he came in and bought it as a skeptic. He's like, he didn't believe in any of it. He wasn't buying it. He was he was buying it so that he could prove it all wrong. Well. <laughs> the nice. experiences that he's had and now it's a show on like the history i think he has a show on the history channel yeah since he's owned it for the last three years yeah crazy yeah, stuff and like it is what i'm talking about like flexibility and people's thinking man like when people laugh like they'll tease me about the bigfoot stuff and i'm like uh you know i'm the one that's laughing because i'm like <laughs> i have a much bigger possibility of what's possible just by thinking right. like that right right yeah like what I mean, you know at this point in time, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised by just about anything. I mean, especially after these last few years, like you say, I mean. um, getting fed all this information that just isn't true. 
it it does it just has you it has a lot of us questioning everything now so it, crazy it is really as we good. should you should exactly definitely should yeah. man definitely yeah. should absolutely what's uh as we're getting close here to wrapping up what's um what's kind of the focus for you like what's what's the goal for you uh and what you're doing and where you're headed in life and business and and everything maybe even five ten years from now like assuming that we still have a world and you know, I know. we're Perfect. not on lockdown and you know we still have some freedom that's the thing man like I, with that stuff i think you know the next day de- i think to 2030 and i said that when covid starts so there's gonna be chaos the next decade you know go through a yeah. huge trend point but for me you know we got the two training facilities we've got a senior home yeah you know, i've got the online brand i want to continue to really build that you know, and it's uh, it's kind of a strange paradigm because the material stuff has never motivated me at all. I think yeah. it just it doesn't interest me. I don't know, you know, but I understand the importance of it and that the freedom that it gives you. So mm-hmm. I want to continue to be able to have great experience with my family. I want to impact over a million people, you know, through whatever I teach. You know, I've got a lot of different interests. And I think just blending the stuff like we were talking about, like my weird interests with what I know about the human body and just whoever wants to listen to the message, great. If you don't want to listen, you know, tune out. But I think I can impact yeah. being, you know, following my unique path. That's what I want to continue to do and let it unfold. And I feel like I've got a, uh, like we all do, right? You want to get to that next level in life. you got to overcome whatever your barriers are. So for me, it's like, you know, like anybody, right? You got to, you got to overcome limiting beliefs. So that's where I continue to progress as a human being and, and challenge myself and and try to overcome that stuff. And then five to 10 years, you know, I'll be, uh, you know, I'm 42 now. So I'll be late forties in that range. You know, I really think I'm coming into my prime then as far as knowledge base and, uh, just systems in place, but you know, I can't imagine working for somebody else as far as career. Yeah. to become a better father you know a better husband like that that's the most important to me and then you know you see where where the chips fall man yeah yeah well i love it man well this has been awesome it's been amazing glad we were able to get back and kind of finish it out and uh enjoy the time man likewise what's uh what's the best way for people to connect with you i know you're big on instagram for sure yeah what's the best way for people to connect with you you know they want to work with you well Yeah. yeah Where should they go? If you look me up on Instagram, it's the Panda Man Official. Same thing on YouTube. And if you go to the pandamanofficial.com, we're revamping it right now, but you can put in your email, get on my email list. There's ways to contact me for coaching, different books. You know, I've got a ton of different info products and I'll be coming out with more of that stuff. So uh yeah, the Panda Man Official, just type it in and you'll find me somewhere. If you if you shoot me a message on like DM, I'll, I'll definitely get back to you. Yeah. Love it, brother. Well, thank you, man. And uh, I hope you have a great day and we'll talk soon. You got it, bro. No doubt you enjoyed that incredible episode of the championship leadership podcast as always. And this is again, just a a gentle nudge and reminder to go check us out at natebailey.org forward slash ULW. If you want to transform your life to one that you love to go out and accomplish things in your life that you've been thinking and dreaming about and and just have maybe felt that it wasn't even possible at some point. If that is you and you want to take your life to the next level, go again, natebailey.org forward slash UOW. Let's have a conversation and let's change your life for the better. Let's go. 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 Let's go.
In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I missed my life, missed my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I Invested in myself, I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast With Dave Bailey